Well, hello there. Welcome to Cavalcade. Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Cavalcade is brought to you by Harbor Repertory Theater. My name is Keith Bridges, and I want to thank you for listening. Dane Bain here to tell you all about the extremely grounded coffee company. A coffee grounds company specializing in coffee grounds for everyone. And I mean everyone. Not only does the extremely grounded coffee company tailor its coffee grounds to the most pretentious coffee drinkers, but it also tailors its coffee grounds to those who think coffee tastes like burnt charcoal water. How is that possible, you ask? Well, the secret lies with the extremely grounded coffee company's top-notch grounds crew. They ensure a coffee ground for everyone by tirelessly cultivating a wide range of beans. Sure, the extremely grounded coffee company offers you your flowery, familiar grounds and your aromatic common grounds and if you're looking for a fair trade option they got you covered with their mushroom moral grounds more into organic then look no further than to their ashy ancient grounds musty holy grounds and to their fermented burial grounds Opposed to caffeine, but wouldn't mind a little something to discharge the exhaustion away? Then try their aged earth grounds, their charred chassis grounds, or their smooth signal grounds. If you're looking for coffee grounds that will appease your argumentative side, they have lactic legal grounds, resinous medical grounds, and murky marital grounds. Want your coffee grounds to satisfy more primal urges? The Extremely Grounded Coffee Company is the right place for you. They offer hardy hunting grounds, full feeding grounds, and of course, spicy breeding grounds. Looking to reminisce about the past? Try their nostalgic old stomping grounds. Want to stay above the fray? Stick with their on-high grounds. Want a good scare? That'd be their smoky, hollowed grounds. Lusting for a thrill? That's why they offer sharp, shaky grounds. And I can't go forgetting to mention the extremely grounded coffee company's most sacred coffee ground. The Minnesota State Fairgrounds. See, truly a coffee ground for coffee drinker and non-coffee drinker alike. So what are you waiting for? Run over to the Extremely Grounded Coffee Company. Tell them Dean Bean sent you and they'll throw in a bag of winter camping grounds free of charge.
When I was four, I got a sweater for Christmas that was blue and itchy and one of those sweaters that go on over your head. And I never liked sweaters like that because before your head gets punched through the head hole, you're in a dark place for a little too long. So you start to think it'll never be light again. And this new sweater, which was my Aunt Molly's fall, was the worst one of all because it had an extra small head hole like it was made for a grapefruit size head. So after my dad stuffed my arms through the sleeves and lifted the dark inside part of the sweater over my head and everything went black, he began to smash my head through the head hole but I could tell by the feeling on the top of my head that it'd never make it. So I started backing out. Even my own mom tried to block my escape and my sister Janice yelled about how she could help hold me, but they wouldn't let her. And then someone jerked the sweater back over my head until my head went through the head hole just up above the eyes where it stuck. So I jumped and twisted and got away from everyone's grabbings and ran blind and screaming around the living room and tripped over my sister's new doll and fell down yelling and crying. And my sister was shouting about her dumb doll that tripped me. So my dad and my mom finally joined my side and attacked the sweater and freed me from it and told my Aunt Molly, who'd been waiting to see it on me, that I'd try it on later. And it sure would look cute, but I wouldn't even put a dangerous sweater like that in my present pile and stuck it over by Janice's doll. And my aunt said to my dad, whose other name was Laverne, Laverne, you should have just yanked it over his head and he'd gotten used to it. And I heard her say that and didn't want her to babysit with me anymore. And during the next few years, they came to be a special drawer in my dresser set aside for those sweaters I got for Christmas and birthdays that were supposed to go on over my head, but never did. And I wonder how they like being stuffed in a dark place with no way out. Sweaters That Go On Over Your Head by Keith Gunderson Read by Nathaniel Gunderson was the night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And I in my kerchief and duck in his cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there rose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and then he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, 
Down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur, from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Santa, baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl. Santa, baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa, baby, a 54 convertible too, light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear, Santa, baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year I could be just as good. If you'll check off my Christmas list. Santa, baby. I want a yacht. And really, that's not a lot. Been an angel all year, Santa, baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa, honey, one little thing I really need, the deed to a platinum mine, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa, cutie, and fill my stocking with a duplex and checks. Sign your X on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in me. Santa, baby, forgot to mention one little thing, a ring. I don't mean on the phone, Santa, baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry. Tonight. 
"'Twas the morning of Christmas, and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, excepting that mouse. The gifts were all open. The joy had been great. So alarming to have the whole house in this state. Torn paper, ripped ribbons, was all you could see in some sad, empty boxes shoved under the tree. The children were scattered like toys strewn about. They may have been napping. They might have passed out. With mom and her flannels, and I in my gown, we thought for a moment we could maybe sit down. When out on the street there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my chair to see what was the matter. Away to the window I went with a dash, flung open the shutter and threw open the sash. The sun, shining off the new-fallen snow, gave a gray, murky luster to objects below. When what to my sad, sleepy eyes should appear but a snow-plowing tractor made by John Deere. With a little old driver so sluggish and slow, I knew at a glance t'was that Mr. Monroe. He wore an old coat, didn't fit him quite right, and his beard was all scraggly and sort of off-white. He stopped and offered our driveway to plow, for just a few bucks, I can do it right now. No, thank you, I told him. I'll shovel our way. We'll not be paying for plowing on this Christmas day. He left in a huff. But before his retreat, he pushed a big mogul between us and the street. He made that on purpose. That big pile of snow... That's illegal. If not, it should be. I know. Shaking my fist, I told him to stop. If you don't wait right there, I'm calling a cop. I grabbed for my trusty old shovel named Kyle and went out to the street to start moving the pile. He laughed as he slowly escaped in his truck. Call the cops if you want. I don't give a... Darn. Moving the snowbank he left wasn't quick, like digging a grave in an old western flick. The more snow I dug, the deeper it got. How much I hate shoveling, I must have forgot. He laughed, and he waved as he turned up the street. Good luck with that shovel, my work is complete. I replied as I stood in that deep, snowy ditch. Merry Christmas to you, you son of a... Oh, well, it's Christmas time. Again. My name is Flotsam the Elf, and let me tell you, I have seen my share of Christmases come and go. And if you're anything like me, you are just sick and tired of paying all those high retail prices for your basic Christmas necessities. 
I mean, have you seen the price of red ribbon and sugar plums lately? It's outrageous. Well, I have something that'll make your Christmas merry and bright. But first, I have a question for you. Where do you get your candy canes? Are you like those amateur holiday noobs stuck paying full price for all your candy canes? Not anymore. Let me introduce you to the grand opening of Flotsam the Elf's Scratch and Dent Candy Cane Warehouse. I personally guarantee the absolute lowest prices for candy canes you will find anywhere on the entire earth. How do I keep prices on candy canes so low? I mean, if you keep track of the candy cane markets like I do, you know that prices are always going up, up, up. It's out of control. Well, I have found a way to control the prices and I am going to save your entire holiday season with the best prices you will find anywhere on these delicious Yuletide staples. Now, some people, some sad, cynical people ask me, Scratch and dent candy canes? What's up with that? And yes, these are technically classified as seconds in the world of candy canes. And such, they cannot legally be traded on the floor of Christmas confections or holiday treat futures markets. But they are 100% candy canes. Then some of you, who never trust anyone and will always be alone in this world, may ask, what makes them seconds? So, here's the thing. Some of them aren't exactly peppermint flavored. Some of them have the stripes twisting in the wrong direction. Some of them are shaped a little more like um, a parabola than a hook. But these are real candy canes. And each one comes with a certificate of authenticity from the Institut de Can or Candy Internationale. So you know they are the real deal. So don't be a sucker again this year. Whatever your Christmas plans are, cancel them now and come on down to Flotsam the Elf's Scratch and Dent Candy Cane Warehouse and get the best prices anywhere in the universe on candy canes. That's Flotsam the Elf's Scratch and Dent Candy Cane Warehouse for those of you who aren't bitter, lonely Christmas haters. Remember, Flotsam the Elf's Scratch and Dent Candy Cane Warehouse, the only way to make your Christmas season perfect. Welcome, Internet. It's that time again. Time for Nordics Consider Movies, a look at movies from the Nordic perspective. Because what better way to understand something than to take a look at it from the Nordic perspective? My name is Stenner Meldeson, and I'm here with my co-host, Magnus, also known as Mangus Inghoff. This episode, we're going to take a look at holiday classic movies. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 indeed. Our first Christmas classic is that old black and white chestnut, that we have all seen at least three dozen times. Love this one. Yep, it's the heartwarming story of a boring man who decides to kill himself on Christmas Eve, but then changes his mind because a nosy and mostly inept guardian angel named Clarence tricks him into thinking the world is better off with him in it. 
I have a few problems with this movie. First, the boring guy is also just about the luckiest guy ever. So his crisis, if you want to call it that, doesn't ring true. I mean, he is married to probably the most beautiful woman who ever existed, even though he really wanted to travel the world with the merchant marines or something. Also, he owns a bank. Granted, it's the smaller of the two banks in town, but still a bank. And three, he is loved by everyone in town. I mean, the entire town loves this guy, except the owner of the larger bank, the school teacher he yells at, and her husband. Everyone else loves this boring guy. But my real problem with this one is it really isn't even a Christmas movie. I think the runtime is something like four hours or so, and only the last 20 minutes take place on Christmas Eve. So if anything, it is a Christmas season adjacent movie. What do you think, Mangus? I love it. You do? Makes me cry every time. Really? Well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. Nope. Oh, okay, so we, but we disagree. I love that movie. And I don't. You're wrong. Well, that means we disagree. Maybe you disagree. Do you know what disagree means, Mangus? Think you're smarter than me, do you? I never said I was Just because you went to two years of technical school. Mangus, what is going on? At least I know how to say your name. Well, I got to tell you, buddy, I've never seen you this upset about anything. I love that movie. So what, you need me to love it too? I, I don't care. Well, okay, I, I see. I, so I guess even though it's not the most Christmassy movie out there, I suppose other than that, I, I do like it. Okay, Magnus, I mean, I, I sort of love it too. Suit yourself. Okay. Well, our next movie is an old classic about the Green Goblin who steals Christmas from the Valley Folk, only to give it back at the end. Whoville. Yeah, that's it. The Who's down in Whoville. They like Christmas a lot. So what do you think about this one, Mangus? It's a, it, it's a heart warmer for sure. Can't talk about it. You are right over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like you're getting a little choked up. No, 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 good movie. That's all. I'm thinking you got a little soft spot for Christmas time there, Mangus. Thumbs up on the who's. Okay, then. Our last movie is considered a Christmas classic by just about everyone. But I got to tell you, I think there's a handful of confusing parts. Yep. It's the story of Santa when he spends a winter up in an old abandoned hotel. He's a little younger than the traditional Santa we think of today. But he's up there writing his memoirs or something. And he has all these adventures in the hotel and out in the snow. But that's where it starts to get confusing. I mean, they never really explain how Santa can spend a winter in an old abandoned hotel when he has all his Christmas duties to attend to. And, and why did he go chop down a tree, but stop at a door, chop it down, and then yell, here's Johnny, like some kind of weirdo? Yeah, and who's Johnny? I can only assume he was a bad boy on Santa's list but they didn't really connect it to him getting coal in the stocking or anything. And, and why was there only that one weird elf in the whole place? All he did was ride his tricycle around the halls. And tease those two kind of creepy little blonde twin girls. And run around in the snow with Santa at the end. And then what was that weird polar bear doing with that other fella? Wasn't even a polar bear, I don't think. And, and why was Mrs. Claus so skinny? Yeah, I definitely found it confusing. Yeah. It may be a Christmas classic, but I just don't get it. I'm sticking with the who's and the boring fella. Yep, that sounds pretty good to me. Well, that's it for this special Christmas episode of Nordics Consider Movies. I'm Stenner Meldison. And I'm Magnus Inghoff. 
all of us here hope you have a wonderful Merry Christmas time. And a bright and happy new year. Dear Santa, I love you. I am five. Merry Christmas, Susie. Dear Susie, thank you for the wonderful letter. Your mom and dad told me you were a good girl this year. I'm looking forward to coming to your house and leaving presents for you and your family. Please leave out some cookies and milk for the reindeer. They love them, especially Dasher. Love, Santa. Dear Santa, I have been a very good girl this year. We moved to Minnesota this year. I hope you don't have any trouble finding my house this year. It's cold here and snows more than at home. Mom is always telling me to put on a hat and coat, and Dad is always yelling at me about putting on boots. Cold weather makes parents grumpy. I would like a new big box of crayons with all the colors there are. And don't tell Mom or Dad, but I want the doll that you can feed, and she pee-pees, and you have to change her diaper. Dad says that's gross, but I think it's cute. Love, Susie. Dear Susie, thank you for the wonderful letter. You know, Minnesota is almost as cold as the North Pole, but I'm sure you'll get used to it soon. The good news is that now you have a much better chance of having a white Christmas. I'm sure your parents aren't really all that grumpy, and that your dad isn't actually yelling at you. They just want you to dress warmly. I will do my best to get you the crayon box with all the colors and the doll that pees. I agree with your father that the peeing doll sounds a little gross, but it turns out it is one of my most popular gifts this year, so I will do my best. But I can't promise I'll be able to find one of those for you. Your mom and dad have told me that you have been a very good girl this year. I am so proud of you. Have a very Merry Christmas. Love, Santa. Dear Santa, I've been pretty good this year. It's hard to be good at school with so many mean, dumb boys around. I just don't understand them, Santa. I know it isn't nice of me, but I just have to tell you, I don't think John or Rob or Patrick should get anything at all for Christmas this year. They've been mean to me, as I'm sure you know. But of course, it's up to you. Mom says milk and cookies aren't good for you, so we are leaving out celery and tea for you this year. If the tea is cold, you can use our microwave to warm it up. It's okay. I give you permission. I would like some fuzzy socks this year with a matching hat and one of those white sweaters with the blue thing on the pocket. Oh, and, and some new ice skates that fit. Merry Christmas, Santa. 
Say hi to Blitzen for me. Love, Susie. Dear Susie, thank you for the wonderful letter. What does your mom know? Milk and cookies are what the reindeer like. I know boys can be mean, but the best thing you can do is ignore them. But if they ever do anything really bad, make sure you tell your dad about it. I can assure you that all those things on your list will be under the tree this year. You may have to go to the store with your mom to make sure the skates fit, but all those things are in stock up in our North Pole warehouse. Have a very Merry Christmas, Lucy. Love, Santa. Dear Santa, MacBook, scrunchies, pop sockets, hoverboard, chocolate, Vineyard Vines merch, Bath and Body Works Winter Candy Apple Perfume, Amazon gift card, iTunes gift card, Starbucks gift cards. Love, Susie. Dear Susie, thank you for the wonderful letter. Wow. That is quite a list you have this year. Me and the owls will do our best to find all those things for you, but we have to leave a few things for the other kids. I hear you've been a pretty good girl this year. Keep up the good work. Merry Christmas. Love, Santa. Dear Santa, since it's so important to you that we do this every year, I am writing you this letter. What I want. Leather pants, new phone, a TV in my room, a tattoo of a heart with a gun pointed at it, just on my shoulder. I don't see what the big deal is. S. Dear Susie, I know you may feel like you're getting too old for this, but... It's still wonderful to get your letter. I'm not sure I will be able to find all the gifts on your list. Sounds like you might be a little angry at your parents. Take it easy on them. They just love you and want you to be happy, as do I. Try to have a Merry Christmas, Susie. Please don't poison my milk or cookies. Love, Santa. Dear Susie, I missed your letter this year. I hope that you had a Merry Christmas. Remember that I and your family love you very much. Merry Christmas. Love, Santa. Dear Santa, I don't need anything this Christmas. Thanks for everything you do and have always done for me. Merry Christmas, Susie. P.S. I know who this really is. Dear Susie, thank you for the lovely letter. I miss hearing from you over the past few years, which makes it all the more wonderful to hear from you now. I hope you are having a wonderful Christmas. I'm not sure what you mean about who this really is. 
of course I am Santa. Please don't tell me you've stopped believing in me. Have a very Merry Christmas. Love, Santa. Dear Santa, Merry Christmas. What a year. I imagine that even at the North Pole, you can't turn on the news these days without shocking the elves. If you have any extra peace on Earth in your warehouse up there, I would like as much of it as you can spare. I know the world is full of Grinches, but I also know that there are people like you who are good and who do good things. They take the time and spend the effort to make other people happy. I'm not sure if you know this, Santa, but sometimes they even pretend to be you and exchange silly little letters on your behalf with their daughters. I guess my point is, Santa, all things considered, the good news still outweighs the bad, and you prove that to me every year. The girls and I have left out plenty of milk and cookies for you. I mean, the reindeer. Tell Prancer to take it easy. He's not as prancy as he used to be. Merry Christmas, Santa. Love, Susie and Becky and Penny. Dear Susie, thank you for the wonderful letter. You are and have always been a very good girl. Merry Christmas, Santa. Dear Penny and Becky, thank you for the wonderful letter. Your dad and mom told me that you've both been good girls this year. I am looking forward to coming to your house and leaving presents for you. Please put out some cookies and milk for the reindeer. They love them, especially Dasher. Merry Christmas. Love, Santa. Cavalcade is produced in the winter wonderland we call the Twin Cities of Minnesota, with performances from all over the U.S. Featured in this episode, Michael Hagler, Nathaniel Gunderson, Judy Gardner, Neil Patrick Peterson, Raina Kay, Rachel Bridges, Robert Gardner, and me, Chuckles the Elf. I mean, Keith Bridges. Please take a minute this holiday season and think warm thoughts for everyone you know, everyone you don't know, and especially for everyone you wish you didn't know. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and thanks for listening.